0: there you one-nippled warriors beyond the wall. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. Now, if you've never heard the show before, well, let me explain to you there, friend. My name is BT Calloway. I've already seen the entire show and joining me as always is the man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse audio, Elliot J. O'Neill. How you doing, buddy?
1: I'm very tickled, man. I didn't expect that. That was <laughs> very <laughs>
0: Always with the surprises, <laughs> even to our own cast.
1: I try not to, yeah, cut into your intro too much with any interjections, but... <laughs> (laughs) Oh dear!
0: Yes, so we just watched season three, episode one. Episode one. That's another season down. That means there's going to be some scotch of games.
1: Woo! Six time.
0: So we are now drinking the uh, Oban Nights Watch uh, limited release. I don't know if it's still out there. It's a beautiful black bottle and a beautiful black tube with a bunch of like carefully blacked script on it. It's very good.
1: Yeah, I really wish I'd kept. Any of the bottles that we'd drunk from the Game of Thrones, because they are quite lovely.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how this one goes. Beautiful amber colour, but let's check it out.
1: Mm. Oh, wow.
0: Not as full on as I was thinking. Oban is usually very sharp more punchy right in the face. This is good and smoky and peaty, but not overbearing.
1: And I get like, like subtle candiness out mm. of it. A
0: little bit of that honey, a little bit of that caramel. Mmm. Yeah. A little bit of that burnt toffee. Uh,
1: Yeah, I don't know Oban from memory at all. um, But yeah, this is is Mm, quite mm. lovely.
0: Delightful. All
1: right. I mean, some scotches, you know, um, like it's a little bit of a wince through, but you're like, oh, yeah, I get the appeal. Like this one, I'm just like, yeah, mmm. Give me a bath of that, just and
0: I think I think this is getting a big thumbs up. So not as good as the uh, Three Eyed Raven Lockmore or not What Mort Lock one? If you can find that one, pick that one up immediately. Mm. But um, if you happen to see the Oban uh, Nights Watch edition, yeah, grab it. Good stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean from memory, this is a step up from the uh, Scotch we did with uh, Paul Goodman of One Good Thing.
0: Mm, that was just the Lannister one, and it yeah. was it was fine, but it wasn't definitely wasn't a, this one's a much higher cut.
1: Mm. Yeah, because mm. most of the I th- how many was there seven or nine.
0: Nine, because there was one for each set of the seven main houses, and then the three-eyed raven, and then uh, this one, the nice watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. So these these are the more those are the more expensive ones. Most mm-hmm. of them range around, yeah, eighty to a hundred dollars. If you can find them, yeah. Y- yeah, now if you can find them.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's weird because they seem to be more limited edition because uh, they just kind of ran out rather than they started to sell really, really well. Yeah, I because I've seen them on discount. They're now like yeah, down to you know. 80 bucks when they think they launched around?
1: Oh, I can't remember. Whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, I picked up two from uh, my local b <laughs> they don't need our sponsorship Want to sponsor
0: us <laughs> Beep We can unbeat your name
1: um, But yeah, they uh, beep, weep and seep <laughs> You go down to your local beep, weep and seep And you can generally see them, yeah, marked down for 30 to 50 bucks off at the moment And I think maybe it'll be one of these things where in a few years Maybe they'll be collector's items or something, I don't know
0: Oh well, just the hatred for season 8 still be so much that uh, no one's going to want them <laughs>
1: I don't. Oh, by the way, I don't know if I read this and it was a joke, so mm-hmm. I just have to check. Yeah, I think there was a Game of Thrones prequel recently confirmed.
0: Yeah, we did talk about it last last second to last episode. Um, House of the Dragon or a different it one? It
1: has a weird name, the House of Muck and Egg or something. What? Are they making a comedy series? They steal my ideas. <laughs> well, look, I hope so. There, oh, there it is. Game of Thrones prequel, Tales of Duncan Egg, in early development. Treated as a high priority at HBO, according to the Daily Mail. <laughs> a great source for information.
0: Yep. Duncan Egg. That might be. You remember Old Maester at the Night's Watch, who mm. was all like, uh, when he was dying, he's like, Egg, Egg. Oh, yeah. It was his brother that was Egg Targaryen. Uh, yeah. So maybe it's about them being young whippersnappers and getting into trouble and. Uh,
1: But, like, Game of Thrones, like, as a title, that, like, really is evocative of the series. Oh,
0: my, yes. The Tales
1: of Duncan Egg, I feel like I'm going to watch that on Cartoon Network.
0: It's true. Maybe it's animated.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, I mean, all for it, if it is. But, yeah, yeah, it's got that very cow and chicken caliber of title. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's going to be hard to take that seriously. I mean, I'm all for having a less serious show set in the same world, but uh, that might be going too far the other direction.
1: I don't know. If it's a HBO series, like... Well, I mean, they're the ones who... Anyway, um, so, yeah, there's that (laughs) as far as GOT news goes. So, yeah, we'll see if that runs its course and we end up doing uh, Egg and Dunk of Tales.
0: Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Our future just has the weirdest names.
1: (laughs) Yes. And we end up drinking... uh, Eggs. (laughs) eggs <laughs> scotched eggs yep. Ooh, yeah Ooh, yeah i'd like that scotched <laughs> yep. egg is good
0: well for now we have this show and we just right, watched as i said season three episode one uh vala de harris vala vala da uh that thing that game of thrones fans were yelling now yelling at their radios ah. as i get it wrong <laughs> Yeah, well, good thing I can't hear you. I got a microphone. You don't,
1: fuckers. Leviosa Osavada here. I don't know.
0: Anyway, um, okay. Well, it's it. Uh, nothing terribly important happens in this one. I'm not just saying that to say this is a bad episode. I rather enjoyed it. But um, there's not really a stand-up moment that if I say, oh yeah, this this is the episode where this happens. People are like, oh yeah, I know that. Um, I guess Jon Snow gets introduced to Man's Raider, uh, and someone, uh. Daenerys rocks up and sees the Unsullied for the first time and like a butterfly scorpion tries to murder her and uh, that's it. Yeah. And uh, a old guy shows up.
1: Well, uh, this is one where I... Um, I've sort of complained a little bit this season, especially I feel like that watching the setup when you know the payoff is mm. like, and sometimes I feel like I know when they're kind of stretching it out a bit. Yeah. But I don't know. This one, like it's setting up a lot of stuff that I obviously knew the conclusion to, but I was very well entertained throughout the whole episode. Mm. I thought, yeah, this was wall-to-wall, amazing reads and stuff. I even loved all the Denarius stuff in this episode.
0: Yeah, no, that was actually quite good. So. Yeah,
1: and like not, her as a most valuable person, but all her scenes looked glorious. Mm -hmm. There were just some beautifully composed shots, like where she's first arriving at... It's not Dawn that she's arriving. No, no, no. no. no, no. Well, wherever she's arriving to, where she meets the Unsullied, that shot of where she's on the ship looking out Mm -hmm. to that land is spectacular.
0: Yeah, and also we have some of the dragons flying around, and we've complained about dragons flying at camera before and how it's cheesy. Here it looked great. There were just dragons at play, and it felt like the camera was secondary to that, rather than focusing rather than the shot being set up for the camera, it was just more the camera set up for what was going on. Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: And, you know, I don't think either of us are really people that sort of vocalise in reaction to when we're watching things on TV or movies or whatever. No, no. Um, but there are a few moments in this series, you know, some of the hardcore violence are going, whoa, yep. or some of the nu- nudity we're going, ooh, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, well, usually nudity, there's just the sound of... <laughs> As we both take the note of nudity. <laughs>
1: Well, for me, it's uh, the sound of my pencil shaving as I, you know, get my uh, pencil ready to do a nice little sketch. Uh, But no, in this one, I loudly exclaimed at the dragon fishing, throwing the fish up, cooking it, and then catching in its mouth. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Hells yeah. Like, I like cooking shows enough as it is, so maybe that's what. Uh, my bias is for this scene but Mm. that just looked cool as shit
0: cooking with your dragon
1: all right so dragon that's my mvp how about you sure
0: i mean that was my secondary it was just it was a really good shot and it gave a sense of these animals as being creatures that Mm. went out and fished and actually exist in the world i was you know for that i'm gonna give my mvp to something a bit more dour which was uh tywin and Tyrion having a bit of a back and forth Mm. um again just stellar acting and uh i don't really have any other notes other than just it was a good bit i mean i do sorry i lie i have notes they're all just <laughs> nonsense because it starts off with tywin just writing I'm like what is he always writing and i so i'm gonna assume it's fanfic
1: <laughs> right
0: he's just all you know the whole way through just writing his o- e- epic fanfic tale of i don't know his own life uh mm. just a dramatization of the the tale of tywin lannister
1: Oh, so he's he's writing the version that he wished had happened, you know, because we've always seemed to be so mad at Tyrion for even existing. So, yep. yeah, he's writing his old version where, yeah, mother lived. Tyrion was actually a fucking uh, big hunking hunk boy yep. with a giant dick <laughs> and didn't fuck his own siblings.
0: Yeah. And it's just all the things he wants to have happen. He's just writing down. And that's mm. you do you, when you weirdo. Um, yeah, but then he has this whole back and forth, and he's all like, uh, I have for good quotes, there's a bit where he's like, I gave you a position of power and authority, and I, you spent it betting harlots and drinking with thieves. And Tyrion's like, well, sometimes I drank with the harlots. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good bit. I really like, I'm starting to make quotes like a new question, or not direct question, just a thing to prompt me to remember to say it. But it's a good bit, and at the end, he's like, you know, I'm your son, and Jamie is uh, a Kingsguard, he's sworn off, you know, taking any lands or any inheritance, so how about you give me Casterly Rock? And he's Mm. like, ha, 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 no! But all eloquently in Charles Dancy.
1: Yeah. Like, the only thing that I sort of, like, struggle with, like, because I've mentioned it before, how... Childish both Tyrion and Cersei are, Yeah, especially in the company of Charles Dance, but of Mm -hmm. course, I think that man would make anyone regress.
0: Oh yeah, for (laughs) sure. Like, you would immediately just become a bumbling mess. Um, Exactly. That said, he does seem to be a very cool guy. Yeah? Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's he's in the Ali G movie and he's cross-dressing in that.
1: Oh, that's right! Yeah,
0: and there's a really good uh, show called The Big Quiz, Big Fat Quiz, uh, where every every time they run it, they get him to read out like a section of someone's autobiography, which is usually some like page three British celebrity. So he's sitting there in like a you know uh, in front of a fireplace with a good book, and he's like. I arrived at the party and decided that this evening would be a good one not to wear any panties. (laughs)
2: It's it's so
0: funny to hear that kind of garbage nonsense in his voice. It's amazing.
2: Chapter nine, we're jamming. (laughs) Jerry and I started spending most of our weekends at the house together. Vicky and Emma went home and Melanie went to mad parties in Sitka. Sometimes Jerry and I went to bed on Saturday afternoon, woke up at around 2 a.m., got dressed, and went to the All-Nighter of Ministry of Sun. We used to drive down the motorway with our boobs out for a laugh. It was hysterical, until we noticed a weird guy driving alongside us with a manic grin on his face. Oh, my God, Jerry, he looks like he's wanking. And suddenly, we were scared. It was really frightening. For all we knew, he was a complete nutter with an axe. Jerry swerved into another lane, and eventually, we lost him. We were really shaken. Did it stop us flashing our boobs? No.
1: Well, especially because his voice, I think, is the like vocal embodiment of the script that he's writing. Oh, for sure. Like anytime I saw him. He's
0: someone who speaks in calligraphy.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And yeah, once again, just on the shots, like all the shots of him writing down and just watching the ink dry into the paper is just Mm -hmm. so beautifully composed. And the wax on the letter, ah, this was, yeah, a visual feast as well, this scene, which was pretty well wall to wall dialogue, but it was just beautifully lit. The actors are killing it. There's Mm -hmm. some really great choices in, yeah, shots as well, just to really illustrate the the power dynamic and the staging as well when they, you know, because yeah, he's always writing something and it's probably the vehicle to show that he's got more important things to do than deal with his bratty kids. It's
0: a total power play to just be writing in something and just make someone wait until you finish. Mm.
1: (laughs) And then, yeah, and then when he chooses his moments to walk around the Mm scene, like, I reckon you could just dissect the fuck out of this scene.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and all the dialogue's great, and he's got a... Tyrion's like, but why can't I have my inheritance? He's like, you kidding me? God damn, let let me list some reasons. And he's like, (laughs) you killed your mother just to come into this world, but then, like, two seconds later, he's like... You know, I would have you killed if I could prove that you weren't actually my son. I was mm. like, wait, 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 you're like angry that he killed his mother, but at the same time, calling that mother basically a whore by saying I can't prove you're my, you're not mine, oh. so therefore you get the name. It's like, oh, way to backhand it, but also, mm, yeah, sounds so good doing it.
1: They didn't have uh, paternity tests or Mori Povich back no, then. No,
0: ye old Mori <laughs> <laughs> Now there's a fucking Game of Thrones spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> ye, 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 ye.
1: <laughs> All right, yikes! Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, um, we move on to that to nudity. <laughs> there was, was a little bit of nudity, just brawn hanging out in a brothel, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, uh, again, there's some fun dialogue there.
1: I just felt like I knew from the start of this scene he was going to get cock blocked.
0: Pretty much. Well. Yeah, you don't start a scene like that, and then it just progresses into sex, and then they're sitting there having like some, some afterglow, and then he pays her and leaves. That's not a scene. That's a porno. Mm. Oh so, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, Podrick bursts in. Is like, oh, very sorry. Advert eyes, but also take a peek. But also advert eyes. But mm-hmm. um, Brown's just like, I will kill you. <laughs> 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 there's a good bit uh, everything Bron. I just freaking love especially later when uh, he's just having a back and forth on uh, when they're rebuilding the wall with Tyrion I can't remember what he said he's just I oh, yeah, about how much I want you to pay me double I don't know how much I pay you now well then you can have no trouble doubling it
1: uh, <laughs> yeah I just love the witty dialogue in this one and there's, mm. and there's another similar line from Tyrion before where um, yeah Cersei so goes you're not as half as clever as you think you are and he goes still more clever than you then yeah. <laughs> and it's just like
0: oh yeah, or she walks into his new room and is like, oh, you know, it's a much smaller room, but then I guess you don't need much space. Mm. And then he's like, oh, Master Pycelle Pice- made the same joke. Congratulations on having the same wit as a dottering old dick.
1: Nuts. <laughs> 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 I believe he said br- someone whose balls brush against their knees. That was it. yeah. Oh. yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it's kind of in this one, I'm really noticing Cersei before the death of uh, Tywin, especially before the death of Joffrey, is way more like Valley Girl. Like, oh, yeah. Like, is this a spoiled brat who I get to say thanks and no one can hurt me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, subtly, sometimes she does have a moment where that stops and she's a bit more of a grown-up, but there's still such a childish taunting to the way she talks to a lot of people. And I do really love... I'm assuming that's both in script and direction and in the actor choices, but I really mm. like it because yeah, she has all the power and wealth in the world and she does really subtly change in those later seasons after the death of her last son and you know um uh going into the sept and getting her head shaved and all that and just becoming just uh, a much more aggressive person but very subtly. I really dig it.
1: Yeah. It's sort of weird, though, because, like, later on, I know she gets referred to by a couple of people as, like, one of the most uh, indescribably evil people. And I thought by now, like, seeing in the past, I might have seen, like, some more callous actions on her hands. Mm -hmm. Like, she's never been the type of person to kill anyone with her own hand. No. But, like, I don't know. Um... I'm hoping there's a bit more of that in season one or two because I don't quite feel like she earned the reputation that she'd later get. It's just mm. kind of the worst thing about her is that she committed incest. I mean, I think
0: the worst thing you've seen her do is the destroy the sept. Mm. That was certainly far more, you know, evil. Evil. Um, I would say she's always, for the rest of the part, lawful evil. So she will kill you if she can, and if you've got, she's got a reason. But she's not, you know, a Ramsay Snow who is going to. Talk yeah. to someone just for fun. Exactly. You know, he's the chaotic evil.
1: And yeah, by that point, yeah, after the uh, atonement and everything, yeah, you definitely see a pivot in her character where mm. uh, she's less conniving about that and more outwardly giving uh, devilish orders and stuff. But yeah, I, I don't know. Just uh, one of those things that I thought I would have seen yeah. in establishing thing.
0: Yeah, it's it's subtly evil. It's yeah. you know, it's not immediately obvious, especially when you have such immediately obviously evil people around. Mm. But uh, yeah, she is still yeah awful. But I again, I just dig it. I like that trans transition of her personality across time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it honestly makes me uh, wish I'd saw, uh, seen more of short hair Cersei. Like, mm. I feel like that's one of the other injustices of season seven and eight. It didn't feel like should be actually ever that hard to topple. Like, yeah, I don't know. The, I mean, I'm going off memory. I saw these episodes almost two years ago now, so.
0: Yeah, but um, no, I agree. It's everything in those two seasons was rushed. That's the big problem. Should The whole thing should have been 10 seasons and not eight, and they would have had far more time for literally everything to breathe.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's just a problem, especially with live action actors, is mm-hmm. that, you know, all their stock was up, you know? Yeah. It, it's just, I can't imagine that even HBO could afford to pay a lot of these people still.
0: I mean, if the show was still good, they'd be making bank like crazy. Yeah. Like this scotch would be, you know, sold out <laughs> rather than trying to be put on discount. Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Uh, well, we'll move on to violence. Uh, a bit of violence we get at the very beginning. So uh, we do just this is one of the only episodes that starts with an actual cold open. We were trying to remember because I know there's the one with the hound. Yeah. Uh, but this one just opens up in the you know the far north in the White Walker territory, and it's all literally cold. So I wrote down cold open. Hey. Ha. Um, and it's just Sam. Uh, so it just starts with screaming, mm. which makes me wonder what the cutout for next episode is going to be. Yeah, like the the season final of season two. Does that end with a battle? I don't. I can't actually remember. So I'm very much looking forward to that. So this whole thing just starts with screaming, and then Sam running. And then he sees like a slouched over person in the snow in front of him. and He's like, "Brother," and mm. it runs around him. He's like, "Nope, that man has no head." But yeah. Then all of a sudden, all the Night's Watch dudes are around. It's like, where the fuck did they come from?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, this was a odd scene as well like and yeah peel back the curtain as well like because the intro music is actually so much louder than the show is like i generally mm. start the, sh- the show when we're watching it you know and we watch the theme music every time you yeah. know you got to get in the mood yep but yeah so rough figure that's at like 30 percent, and then i'll put the volume at like 80 percent when the show's actually started but yeah this one it was just like, oh shit we're into it just yeah crank the volume straight away and uh yeah, and then I was yeah trying to think about when other times that they've done this. And I seem to vaguely remember one that was just like a Cersei and it was very political talkings and stuff. You don't
0: usually start on that, so I can't remember.
1: It, I do remember one feeling pointless and I do remember the Hound one as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's um a bit foggy in my memory.
0: That's right. We might do research. We might not.
1: <laughs> Renegade. <Who for> <laughs> do Renegade's research. I don't
0: know. But but, no, see, right when you think they don't, they do. <laughs>
1: But in my notes for this scene, it was uh, yeah, white wolf, white walker, white guys, white background, white ground, and it's just mm-hmm. a whole lot of white in this scene. Very much like I. Uh, I mean, it worked for the moment, but it just couldn't help but think, wow, this is just wall-to-wall whiteness.
0: Yep, just white all the way down. Uh, yeah, the wolf takes out the you know the white walker, who's just, for some reason, still going for Sam. It's like, eat the wolf, you stupid zombie. It's, <laughs> it's attacking you, but all right, fine.
1: Yeah, you can get a fucking white walker on four legs. Yeah, Were there any? There no. were horse right, white walkers.
0: There were, there were zombie horses. No zombie wolves,
1: that'd have been dope. They did a zombie dragon. Fuck, yeah. why didn't they do any zombie wolves?
0: That would have been devastating and far more... Less ridiculous kind of stakes than uh, Zombie Dragon, even though Zombie Dragon kind of cool.
1: Yeah, um, but oh, like especially yeah, if they run that angle with the wolf and mm-hmm. like because that wolf in particular has got some ties with someone. Who... I think
0: I think it's Ghost. It's John's.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 So, uh George R R Martin, rewrite that book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: with you know, notes. That book you wrote like four years no, six years ago maybe, probably longer, mm. uh, with some notes from this podcast that you obviously listen to. Uh, but yeah, some guy's then talking to Sam, and he's like, did you send the Ravens? He's like, no, Soz. And I wanted to explain, what I'm assuming he had a reason rather than, oh, I just sort of forgot. But that's what his expression says, so I'm curious what's going on. Oh, there.
1: that was today! Oh, yeah,
0: the <laughs> Ravens! I wrote it on my arm, and I thought it said <laughs> the raisins, and I was like, do I, wait, no, the rave. Do I have a rave on? <laughs> so the rave on. Just to be
1: sure, I did get you a packet of Sunburst. Yeah, here you are.
0: <laughs> and I did organise a rave. So there is a rave on.
1: <laughs> yeah, cut straight from white and everything. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> <yeah, laughs> <laughs> close sticks everywhere. Yep. Um, And yeah, yeah, the total you had one job cliche. Yeah. I've actually come to hate this saying, you right. had one job. Because even when you have one job, yeah. that is a series of other jobs.
0: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, the final result is not the job itself.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Very succinct. that's right. Uh, Um, But uh, just on that note of violence there, yeah, where we see uh, Captain Whoever cradling his own head. Who was that? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Um, This and there was another scene of real static violence in this episode. It's one where we see the aftermath of violence and even seeing the static shot is still very violent.
0: Oh, yeah, where they're... where Rob and his mom rocker and his all his troops rock up to some you know ruin where I'm not entirely sure what's going on but someone's just slaughtered a bunch of Stark soldiers. Ah, uh, it's nasty. And uh, then we find out Darth Maester is alive. And I'm like, is that Darth Maester?
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. It's wild how much younger he looks even here than the last time that we noticed. He looks so young here.
0: And for us, he is hardcore Benjamin Buttoning. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it scans. Don't we're, worry. Yeah, we're watching it. In river. Yeah. back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah don't All worry, right. Don't worry, I got that one. Um,
0: yeah. So I don't really know who these people were or what was going on exactly, but uh, still a good scene. Like, you, you felt the, the devastation, you know? Hmm. And then uh, Rob gets a look from some of his guards, like, "Oh yeah, put my mother in a in a prison cell." Uh. Mm. He's a little half-hearted on that, but he still does it.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a real devastating thing, and once again, just like a really well-composed thing to show the the harrowing thing that just happened here. Yeah. And like, I like how it sort of starts wide to show like the mass mass um, horribleness, but then you know, through Darth Maester being. Very, just barely alive mm-hmm. we get to see like a zoomed in and human element i i just think that was just a really well plotted yeah, scene
0: for sure it just occurred to me that darth maester is the only like healer they have and he's like oh irony i can't heal myself uh, mm. but no, obviously he's fine yeah uh yeah that was a good bit and uh once again we get a bit of uh ruse bolton being a good guy it's like i hate you so much in retrospect now that i remember who you are mm. yeah yeah
1: and there was one more note of violence that I had.
0: Yep. Uh, which you
1: mentioned up the top.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh some guy, that bald guy for who who gets roasted alive later is showing off the unsullied. He's like, Come on, go, I'll show you a trick and kind of gets <laughs> one unsullied and pulls his knife out and removes his uh, you know armor just to get to his nipple. He's Like, look, I can cut his nipple and he's not gonna do anything. I can cut it right off. <laughs> and like Daenerys is like, Dude, what the fuck? And he's like, Oh, it's fine, men don't need nipples. He's like, but ah, uh.
1: And guess this blade is so dull.
0: And I just, oh, I keep a dull one just in case. Yeah, so I mean that said, I mean this guy is clearly very. I don't want to call him generically evil because he is well portrayed, and it's obvious that this is their tradition. Even though everything he's saying is horrible, it's like to complete their training and unsullied to give in a silver piece and told to go find a baby and murder it in front of their mothers. It's like wow, that's dark, dude. Jeez. Mm. And then he's oh, the silver piece isn't for the mother. No, it's for the owner of the baby. Duh. Yeah. It's like as much as he should then seem incredibly one-dimensional on just I'm evil for evil's sake. I think it's just. He portrays it so well, and this this guy's just so rich and powerful that he doesn't care. Mm. And uh, I think it works, despite the fact that all of it's in High Valerian, and I don't know what he's saying other than the subtitles and <laughs> Miss Sunday's translations.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I do like the one moment where he cares, where he goes, uh, tell this guy he smells of piss. Should I actually tell him? Don't, don't tell him! <laughs> no! Oh my god,
0: Miss Sunday, we've been through this.
1: It's one of these things as well where, yeah, it's a goofy, made-up uh, language, but he's still giving it a really good performance. And mm. I feel like he knows the kind of hamminess that's required of this, yeah, like you said, kind of generically evil kind of dude. Um, so I think the actor's kind of playing it to the strengths, mm. even though, yeah, I agree. Like, But he doesn't need to be a fleshed-out character. He's dying in three episodes' time. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. But it's one of those ones where he feels like he has backstory, and yeah. you, you kind of just get it from the performance. And, yeah, I can't imagine how hard it is to, first of all, Act in another language. Second Mm. of all, have that language not actually be real, Uh, so you can't say to like a native speaker, "Oh, how does this inflection work?" But uh, no, but he nails it. So well done, that guy.
1: Absolutely. And, yeah, there's a moment later on in this scene, yeah, you already mentioned it, where, yeah, the little kid has the Pokeball and yep. uh, throws a score rupee at her. I don't think you know that one. I think <laughs> I that's a, a not no, a, There a, are
0: 151 Pokemon, Elliot, and <laughs> not a single one more.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's out of the 800 or so that you won't acknowledge. I, so. do, I refuse. <laughs> um, but I think this episode did a very good thing in that moment as well, because we saw... Yeah, like I mentioned, them zeroing in on Darth Maester. Mm -hmm. And then later on, we get Marjorie Tyrell. Can't believe it's not her. um, (laughs) uh, Going to the orphanage and, you know, Mm -hmm. getting into the kids. And I feel like this episode knew that and it was going for the third with Daenerys and um, Ah, uh, Captain Friendzone. Yeah, Yeah, and zeroing in on that to then get betrayed. I thought that was a really good twist on the audience. Hmm, Yeah. Because.
0: And especially, they have like super obvious assassin following them, guy in a cloak ro- mm. walking right behind. You're like, nah, thanks a lot, assassin. Duh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's, it's a very obvious mystery, but it works well enough. Um, and it does make me wonder what was the plan for this child assassin with a Pokeball of death? Like, what if Daenerys would have been like, hi, and just kept walking? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, I guess it worked out. And then, like, hisses and has black teeth and then jumps into the water. It doesn't make any sound. Like, the. What is is going on but it's yeah. like oh the warlocks okay they do have magic you'll you'll see them later
1: oh is that what that is i guess
0: but still I'm, i have more questions there's my spin-off i want let's see more warlocks
1: <laughs> yeah I, this is another one where i'm sort of a little annoyed at f- future episodes now because yeah they kind of set up uh, a beard face here there's an important character, and he mm. really just is sidelined almost immediately. He
0: advises a bunch. He's one of the ones who's like a Kalise. You can't sell your dragons. Meanwhile, mm. but he gets overshadowed by Captain Friendzone, going
2: Khaleesi, please,
0: <laughs> and just overdoing it entirely, as we mentioned in that one. Um, and then he dies a noble death. I think the Harpies kill him. Oh, the, yeah. the gold masked people. Um, yeah, he doesn't get terribly much, dude. Despite the fact that we really stop, and he's like, "My name is I've forgotten, <laughs> and I used to be this dude."
1: It's Beard for say.
0: Yep, it's a uh, Bayron something. It's what I've got here. Um, but yeah, the music's all heroic. It's like this guy's important, and I guess he sticks around. But there's never a moment where, oh, thank God, he was there. You yeah. Know?
1: Um, this moment did remind me, and this is so dumb. Um, when yeah, a little creepy warlock girl jumps off the pier, like. Uh, my dad lives at. Uh, do I dox him? Ah, fuck it. And you know, there's a um, yeah, jetty, you know, pontoon boats and all that sort of thing. And any time I like bring you, I'm sure I did this routine to you at mm. some point, um, friends, and we all arrive at the dock together. I'm like, oh boy, can't wait to jump in the water. And I go run up to the edge of the pier, and then I jump, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And but there's uh, a little concrete ledge uh, just below and you can just like totally clear it. And like, it's great because it stops like right about waist height as well. So mm-hmm. you drop just enough for people to think <laughs> that you're going into the water. It's so good. Anyway, sorry, quick diversion for story of my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do love your stick,
1: But yeah, that's what I was thinking um, then when she jumped off the pier. He just looks over and she's like on a little ledge going,
0: uh, gotcha! Like, uh, you found me. Want another sure. Pokeball? I have more. What's this one got in it? It's a snake. I should have told you.
1: Or uh, Ekans, mm-hmm. which is the snake Pokemon. Oh, I know. It's snake backwards. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was one of the original 151.
0: Yeah, one of the ones that actually exists. And, <laughs> that, uh,
1: and it's not something stupid like Garboda.
0: I mean, fucking seriously. It's a giant or trash Or the bag. chandelier. <laughs> like, clearly, someone's like, um a lamp pokemon yeah can i get paid
1: now my favorite one is the one that's just a set of keys (laughs) it's a floating (laughs) set of keys and it's a fairy type
0: like i ran out of ideas and i was just staring at my keyboard (laughs) we can't do a keyboard fine like piano keys sure
1: yeah (laughs) uh or vanilish the one that's just like a soft serve cone
0: oh fuck off (laughs) and you wonder why i stopped
1: (laughs) yeah fair enough (laughs) fair cop
0: Ah, oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Okay, another nice little quotable moment. We've got a bit of, okay, so speaking of Marjorie Tyrell, they're doing this bit where they're going through the city and she stops and goes in to talk to some orphans and give them some toys. Yep. And it's a sweet little bit, but you definitely get the sense that this is part of a game, basically. This is how yeah. you, you win over the people. And I think we, we learned that later on going on is, you know, she's all like, oh, I like to be seen caring for the poor and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is kind of the only moment we get of that. Like, and I kind of... Uh,
0: it's in words only later on. Remember, yeah. remember the wedding feast is like, and all the scraps from our table will be given to the poor, and people are like,
1: yay, you're so
0: generous. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That kind of thing. But hey, it works.
1: Yeah. I mean I do maintain that the series sort of didn't give her enough to do and mm. like I'm only really seeing the potential of her character in these early episodes where she's kind of got some interesting dynamics and stuff. Like later on it um I didn't feel like she was actually at a main cast member here, she's really is but later on again just sort of gets pushed to the side.
0: Well, you got to remember it in like the forward watch, whoever would do that kind of thing, where <laughs> someone with great potential to see them cut down is far more devastating than yeah. to see someone who's like, Oh, who is that? Oh, they don't know, whatever. Yeah, so it's kind of thing where you want to build up the ones who end up not actually getting to do much and just dying horribly. Yeah, well, exploding. and I mean,
1: like. In these moments she's been such a great actress as well mm. and like she's really playing that like, same thing, same quality that Cersei has got, that Baelish has got. Yeah. That where there's you know, what they're saying and what they're thinking and they are displaying that like, just well. Like
0: yeah. I mean, Natalie Dormer, I've seen her in a few things that were bad, but she was not bad in them. So mm. I think she's quite good. And uh yeah, kinda of surprised I don't see more of her. But yeah. maybe maybe she's just on other things. Uh, then we get a little bit of a dinner with, you know, I can't believe it's not Marjorie Tyrell and S- Sir Loras and Cecil Lannister and uh, what's his face? Stupid evil king, mm. Joffrey. Uh, and there's some nice little, you know, back and forth backhanding each other because, um, you know, the queen walks in. she's like, oh, Marjorie, your dress is so lovely. It fits you perfectly. You must be cold. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Skank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: she's all like, oh, you know, yours is wonderful as well. And you've got such wonderful armor because people hate you. <laughs> it's it's great. It's it's dialogue at its best where they're, you know, just backhanding so beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, at the end she's all like talks about meeting the poor and doing something for them. It's like, oh yeah, Marjorie was always such an advocate for the poor. She knows what she's doing, and then she's Cersei's so like, Yeah, I bet she does.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, I enjoy all that backhandedness. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Like I said, there's uh the dialogue that's been spoken and the dialogue that's been implied, and then mm-hmm. there's also uh the face to demon like Subtly show what they're thinking while they're even just plastering smiles i think yeah there is just so much layered performance in these actresses and yeah lena Heaty, gotta give it up oh, she's yeah. great at being awful
0: i know and like i said she changes changes subtly changes brand of awful which mm. is what i really like so uh yeah lena Heaty just hats off completely mm. if i was wearing one <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else? That's all our nudity. That's a lot of violence, I think. Um, yeah, just trying to rattle off some notes. Uh, we get a bit of John Bum who's hanging out with the wildlings, obviously pretty early on for that for him. Uh, we've got some Boneface, who we find out is called Lord of Bones.
1: Okay, yeah, I take back what I said. I loudly <laughs> exclaimed at this part as well because what a stupid name.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like when your friend gets like a metal band and they name it something they think is cool. Like, dude, that's stupid. It's not, it's awesome. It's Lord of Bones. Yeah. It's like, dude, it sounds like a weird sex. It doesn't. It's all like... Like, awesome and, and gothic and lot of Bones. It's sick, bro.
1: But, yeah, well, it's like, because I kept imagining this dude of trying to start his own nickname and it wasn't until he got all these bones that people were like, okay, fuck, dude, you're the Lord of Bones. Fine, congratulations. <laughs> Just don't take my bones. <laughs>
0: I will, I'm the Lord. Okay, shit, God. Ah, oh, you give him a window. Goddamn. <laughs> Uh, but that's how I do. Also, like, they show up at the camp, and uh, Aloy is with them, and a giant walks past, and mm. John shows, like, Fuck. And I really like her expression just on, oh, have you never seen a giant Jon Snow? And just kind of teasing him about it. Her just expression is so wonderfully playful. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take, I'm just going uh, gonna to rip this guy. It'll be fun.
1: But yeah, it's also, yeah, with her doing these teasing questions, it's like, oh, you're not that experienced, Jon. And he's like, I'm not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like Clear, Just, Sora, real. He's a big fat. I just, I just, I'm out of my depth. I'll yeah. admit it.
1: <laughs> um, and then, yeah, him getting stoned uh, as he's walking up to the can- not the good kind. Yeah, I was about to say. Him, <laughs> him
0: having the ye old version of stoned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having kids and stuff throw rocks at him because he's a crow and they're all like, ah, fuck you. That's a nice. Although I do like just before that, um, you know, there's a bit where uh, Ingrid, or I didn't know, I realized I said I, wasn't, I was saying her name, wasn't it? I can't remember what it is. Ingr- fuck it, it's Ingrid. <laughs> pew pew. Uh, where she's like, oh, don't look so grim, Jon Snow. It's like, he just has resting crow face. That's just what he looks like. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Oh, John Crow. Yeah. <laughs> John just, Bon just... Crovy. <laughs>
0: yep. Um, oh, yeah. And then we meet version 1.0 of Tormund, Giant's Ye- Bane.
1: But we kind of get, you know, version 1.5, whatever the next but upgrade is. The fun is.
0: version, yeah. Yeah.
1: Where he's all intimidating at first, and then John gets on knee. Oh, Your Grace. He's like, <laughs> guy idiot <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i'm your majesty <laughs> what, what does he say uh and now you shall bend the knee every time i fart yeah. like oh uh, it's just <laughs> that's some torment <laughs> it's just such a great way to yeah show the seriousness and like threat that the wildlings present but then well, how loose and like free of royal fucking traditions that they are
0: yeah and i think that gives them a different sense of threat because they represent well not necessarily lawlessness, but something that is unlike everything else that Jon's ever known. Yeah. Uh, and it makes them interesting. And uh, yeah. yeah,
1: I ma- imagine there's a significant amount of order in the Night's Watch. Yeah. This is a lot of chaos.
0: But it's ordered chaos. They know what they're doing. Mm. Uh Yeah. And...
1: Organized mess, just like my desk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, it will be a long time till we get, you know, uh, Tormund Giantsbane who says he fucks bears. But But yeah. uh,
1: this is still, you
0: know, it's it's a surprising introduction. Obviously, they warm to the sillier side later. But, uh, yeah, it's still pretty good,
1: but um, and again, just uh, this is making me curious to see how we got to this point as well. I, and this is something that the show has like a difficult job for for me to do, uh, to make me curious to see how it got there. And yeah, I find myself getting more and more curious with this story.
0: Mm, yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, we also got a bit where uh, when Cersei goes to see Tyrion for the first time, and she's all like. First of all, Tyrion's scar is fresh, so this is meant to be the mm. freshest version of it. We complained a lot. I tried googling like a slideshow; I couldn't find one. Yeah. Um, but she says, uh, "Oh, they said you lost your nose. It must have been an exaggeration." I'm like, aha, book reference. I get that because in the book, he does lose his nose.
1: Ah, uh. yeah. Ah, uh. <laughs> yep. So he just went all fucking. Um, Ray finds what. Who's the character? You po- Voldemort.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're not supposed to say it technically, but uh, also Voldemort, Voldemort. I don't though. think
1: we're meant to say anything about Harry Potter anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> pretty sure we're, can't, we we cancelled them.
0: Um, we cancelled the author, not yeah. the show. People still draw inspiration from its characters, and that's fine. <laughs> um, but mm. also, uh, look, we've expressed that I'm not a big Harry Potter fan. Not from like any particular distaste. I just don't quite get it. And part of that is Voldemort loses all the fucking time. Like, Mm. all he does is lose. Every single book he shows up and he gets beaten by a juvenile. I don't get why he's a threat in these books. Like, I originally thought... That, okay, he'd show up for like book one and then he'd go away for a while and then come back in like book five and then in 7 he it'd be a big deal and there'd be whispers here and there. But it said it's every single time and Harry just beats him without trying. Why is this man a threat? I'm going to shut up about Harry Potter now, but I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: Yeah, well, just thinking about it, and I'm sure I'm not the only person to say this, but he must be the only person in history that lost the game I got your nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Okay, Final episode, final, final episode, final movie of Game of Thrones when they finally face off. I wanted Harry to be like, Oh hey Voldemort, like, you're supposed to be scared of it. Yeah, dude, we're like six and zero oh right now. <laughs> your track record is fucked. I got this. Don't Harry worry. Harry
1: Potter just starts whistling like the Harlem Globetrotters. It's
0: like, okay, I tell you what, you get first shot. Go for it. <laughs> just go. Do your worst.
1: You can even take a nipple. Come on, come on. I <laughs> don't oh, <yeah>. need it. <laughs> I, I have three. I'll just magic
0: that shit back, boy. Come on. Yeah. Sorry. That's 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 my segue into uh, you know Harry Potter. Hell, let's watch those backwards. <laughs> Uh, we get a bit of let's see. Uh, Sir Davos is just—I called him Sir Davos the Scabby because he's just lying on a rock, being all scabby and sunburned. But it's—he uh, looks tired. He looks good.
1: Yeah, I gotta say, I don't actually think the makeup looked particularly good here. I thought it looked pretty like stuck on. Like I—I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's I, what sunburn I, looks like.
0: I'm under the impression this is what it looks like. like. Yeah. Some things just look fake no matter how well you do them. Yeah. Um. Maybe under like a bit, it. he's obviously been just stranded on this tiny rock for ages, and a ship finally stops, and someone rows him and says, "I oh, don't you know who are you and He's like, "Ah, I, I served the king in the Battle of the Blackwater. Which king? The one true king?
1: <laughs>
0: All right, it's status. Okay, cool." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um...
0: So there was a whole comedy bit. I kind of expected to be there for. Yeah, yeah, you said the true king, but what's his name? Oh, so many names. The the king we deserve. The king we need. No, no, no. no I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. This guy's but like what... Denarius.
1: Have you heard of her? The the, the <laughs> queen of the half. I don't know her names anymore. <laughs> the
0: thousand names she has. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted that kind of banter to go back and forth a little mm-hmm. bit. It's like, yeah, but, but what's the king's name? Oh, and so t- let me tell you who's on first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that kind of deal.
1: I really enjoyed his scene with the pirate as well. Like, yeah. um I thought uh, that was...
0: Captain Brown because he's the guy later on who tells the Brown Pants sto- joke.
1: Oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Long stints between appearances of that guy and even in that Brown Pants scene, we were like, wait, what does this scene have to do with anything? Like, we never see that guy again.
1: Huh, I totally forgot that until you mentioned the yeah. the joke part of it. Mm-hmm. But, uh yeah, I thought this was really good scene of, yeah, two guys who'd clearly been in the aftermath of a war, both had the common thing of losing sons, and I yeah. thought, again, just a really a wonderful performances.
0: Yeah, true, I didn't think about that one too much, but it was a good little scene, especially right at the end where he's like, you need to take me to Dragonstone, and I need to see Stannis again and get him, get him that red woman away from him. And then Captain Brownpants has this great line of, like, Well, when you're dead, I'm going to put your bones in a little sack and your widow can wear it around her neck. Like, mm. I don't even know what that means, but fuck.
1: <laughs> that was one where I was, like, started laughing in my own head, just thinking of the logistics of that. Oh, hi, I knew Davos. Oh, how is...
0: Not great. He's in this little sack, and if you would wear that around your neck so I can complete my sword, it wasn't really a threat, it was more of a doom promise.
1: <laughs> it's pretty heavy. Um,
0: It is full of bones. Bones are not light, despite, you know, I know you're carrying one around right now mm-hmm. inside yourself, but... Uh,
1: and yeah. uh, if you want to like adjust it and wear it as a vest, yep. just letting up you know someone's you. already done that. <laughs> I
0: just said that you would wear it. How you choose to do this is up to you. Yeah, but I like that as a threat. Like, imagine the next time you're in a pub fight or something, and someone's like, "Oh, fucker, you want to step outside?" It's like, once you're dead, I'm gonna put your bones in a little bag and give it to your widow to hang around her neck. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm leaving.
1: It's like, all right, you win. Here's my credit card. My yeah. pin is this, and buy. All right, yeah, <laughs> go nuts. I just
0: that was so specific.
1: <laughs> the night's on me, dude. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, have have a good one. Catch up. Uh, um, yes. Uh, I think. Let me check that. That puts me off. Oh, yeah, almost. Almost out of notes. Yeah, he
1: threatened to take care of the Red Woman. Did he even try? Yeah, well, he, he drew a dagger and lunged at her. No, then, but like later on.
0: Later on, no. Uh, he was always, I don't like you, Red Woman. But that yeah. was about as far as he got. Uh,
1: yeah, it seemed so determined for a goal. It just sort of seemed like it would be setting up him at least planning and mm. trying to do this later on. He.
0: Well, he gets kind of broken, I guess, and yeah. just ends up in Stannis's service, and that's kind of the end of it.
1: He makes a friend along the way, and it, that's cute, though.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Paul <Poor laughs> Sheree. Poor Porscherie.
1: Uh, some of my other notes as well. Uh, this is one of the only times where we see Sophie Turner's nose freckles, and... <laughs> I know why they sort of cover them up and just to sort of make her look a bit more pale and whatever. Mm. But um, yeah, anyway, I thought that was some nice freckles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it was kind of a charming scene where she and she and Shay. Well, that's kind of hard. She and Shay. She and Shay. Sansa and Shay are just sitting, and Sansa's trying to play this game of like imagining where all the ships are going. And Shay's like, "I know where that one's going." He's like, "No, that's not the game. You're meant to make up a story." But I know the truth. Why would I do that?
1: (laughs) Sansa and Shay sitting by the sea. (laughs) Oh
0: uh spinning sea stories. Yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> About a the ships. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's there's something there. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I, I agree. And um the follow-up scene of uh, whoever it is at the end goes, watch out for her. No, watch out for her with him.
0: Yeah, uh it's actually Roz. I was saying Rosie, but it's actually Roz. Uh ah. I will make no apologies because pew pew, pew pew Pew. Not used to that yet, and everything we get wrong, then yeah. uh, what are you still doing here? <laughs>
1: Um, what are my other notes? Oh, yeah. Uh, Red Woman says death by fire is the most purest death. No, it's the most sanitary death. I'll give mm. you that.
0: Yeah, other than drowning in sanitizer. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, after 2020, I'm sure some, yeah, germophobes in 2020 must have been doing Pretty that. much. Yeah. yeah,
0: just scorched their hands off.
1: Yeah, because I've said it a million times, but the one funny thing about going to pre-2020 entertainment is seeing if there's a germaphobe character. <laughs> they're just doing everything and we're doing now.
0: utterly sensible they seem now. Yeah.
1: Oh, they're, they're the smart ones. If anything, they're not going far enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, germaphobes in 2020. Oh, God, I feel for you, all of you. That must have sucked.
0: That must have really. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's a bit where we watched the dragon fishing scene which you both really liked but then there's some off-screen vomit that takes us out of it
1: oh yeah <laughs> and
0: it's, it's fair enough I like, the, I like the touch of this which is the Dothraki who are always about their horses and staying on land on a boat and they're like oh so very sea stick because of it
1: yeah um, well I feel like this gave Daenerys' story stakes as well because like yeah here she is looking all grandiose at the helm of a ship and her mm-hmm. dragon's being fucking awesome and she looks great in her um men up the top yeah, of the ship yeah her
0: hair's and- all braided
1: yeah. yeah, she's riding that confidence in her tight braids at that moment. But then, yeah, you look down at the bottom of the ship and the workers, and it's like a desperate situation. It's compelling.
0: Yeah, it kind of it, it did bug me a little bit because, you know, then Captain Friendzone is all like, uh, well, the Dothraki follow strength and they'll always do it. And I'm like, the rest of this season, Daenerys is like, goes to a place and finds a non violent way to win. Mm. And surely there should have been a thing of the Dothraki, some like, Sir Friendzone going to her like, look, the Dothraki need to see you fight to win a battle, not just do it diplomatically or do it by sneaking around or something like that. Otherwise, you're going to lose your Dothraki soldiers. They're like, nah, this woman's just all about the diplomacy and the sneaking. Mm. Kind of bummed they didn't do something with that, because it's a fair threat. Like People who respect strength and violence aren't going to be like, oh, wow, you took that city without drawing blood? Well done, that's awesome. No, they're going to be like, all about the blood.
1: Yeah, well, I mean... That's what's so disappointing about her story because we do get glimpses of that, like with um, Grey Worm with the um solid and like trying to explain to her how mm. they operate, and her like, no, you're free people now. Um, and then yeah, later on with that guy who's like, I had a job and I don't have one now. Like yeah, yeah. and yeah,
0: yeah, little bits and pieces. Again, uh, of all the things of Game, of Game of Thrones, I wish they'd done more. Is the biggest uh, quote I think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, get a bit of you know. Davos shows off a dragonstone. We kind of covered that. I oh, yeah. But the thing that annoyed me, but annoyed me about the, you know, like the in world annoyance, not the way the show portrayed it. Just you know that he rocks up to the red, red woman and she's all like, "Well, if I had been at the battle of Blackwater, we would have saved those men from the fire, and we would have won, and you would be standing next to Stannis, who would be on the throne right now. Only
1: I had been there." Mm. It's like, oh fuck you. Yeah. Oh, she sucks, man. And yep. the thing that I, ca- uh, r- I, no, I really hate about this is that they've always done this whole Red Woman thing as, mm. I don't know, kind of like uh, girlfriend's got you whipped, bro, sort of yeah. story. And maybe that's why I'm glad they kind of just quietly s- abandon her and Stannis as a thing throughout the show. But yeah. that's sort of like the dynamic that's sort of presented and I do not like.
0: Yeah. I mean... To be entirely fair, on the forward watch, I thought she was cool. But I think I was just seduced by boobs. Mm. So in the retrospect, where I've seen the boobs up front, and now we're just getting onto all her, but you told me to not go to the battle, and I would have won. It totally just annoys me so much more.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, look, this is actually yeah point of annoyance with the writing. I think Clarice Van Houten fucking kills it. Oh,
0: yeah, she does. Every, this is nothing against her. It's And I don't think this is the show's problem. It is just that's what's happening in-universe, and I hate her so much more as... Uh, ca- as a character in universe, mm. yeah. No, rather than, I wish they'd done something different. I like. I actually kind of like that dynamic of the almost bratty girlfriend kind of, th- or the, the the hippie girlfriend galaxy brain thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think it really works because. To her credit, her god clearly clearly exists, and yeah. she can do a bunch of weird magic, but is using that to burn the people who like speak out against her and stuff like that. So it's interesting, but uh, yeah,
1: but yeah, she does play that whole emotionally dist- distant, kind of strong, doesn't look like you could make her waver and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think I haven't said that enough. Is that yeah, yeah she kills it as an Julia. actor,
0: and I think that was one of our favorite parts of uh, one of the other episode where she beats the brotherhood without banners, and that one guy has been brought back to life like six times. She's like, "Fuck off, you can't do that," and the guy's like. I mean I has (laughs) I can't do that why can't I do that (laughs) son of a bitch
1: but even in that moment it's not like she looked like she was lost for words it's just She was suddenly impressed for once. Yeah. And again, yeah, her god's real. She's seen a lot of fucked up weird shit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, probably not much would phase her. And so, yeah, that's why that moment landed.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that has me out of notes. How about you?
1: I got one more. Just, again, an in-world annoyance. um, But (laughs) just Cersei mentioning some of the names of the poor villagers here. uh, Feeble Town or Flea Bottom. Yep.
0: Yeah. Flea bottom. Well, you just, know flea bottom that's where gendry's from that's where sir davos is from
1: i know and like in universe i guess it makes sense that the higher ups would give such horrible names to little towns yeah but it's just it's really funny
0: <laughs> it's named after lord flea bottom the gallant knight i don't know there's probably i guarantee there's probably some history there because yeah. Martin likes his history but uh yeah it's pretty funny
1: Oh, those people who down live in Junkieville or (laughs) Bumtown. Yeah,
0: Yeah, when you need to name something a shitty suburb and you just don't have to, and you're tired that day, like it's called Schittsburg.
1: Fuck it. (laughs) That's not bad.
0: Yeah, Schittsburg. Eh.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I'm out of notes.
0: Yeah, me too. Well, if you're out of notes and I'm out of notes, we must ask our final question: How did we get here?
1: Well, on the season seven opener of Thrones of Game, we will be reviewing an episode called. Valar mag- magulis. Magulis?
0: Uh Mr. Magulus.
1: <laughs> Valar Magulus, what a wonderful phrase right, do you want
0: to pitch before you know what that means or after
1: um, well that uh, we just reviewed Valar De Harris this is Valar Magulus. I don't know is, is this their version of um, six of one half a dozen of another they actually just mean the same thing
0: no, um, I don't know which one is which, but I think uh, Mogulis is all men must serve and Daharis is all men must die. Right. So the whole saying, saying is all men must serve, all men must die.
1: Well, um, uh, Throne's a game tr- true to our form. We die before we serve.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, th- Servers will die next time? I don't know. Here we go. Yeah, okay. Well, until that time, I've been BT Calloway. And that's been LAJ O'Neill.
1: Thank you for listening to Season 6 the of The Game and good bye.
0: And for now, our watch is ended.
1: Season! Good to Record good waveforms. Well, lovely waveforms. Oh,
0: look at these waveforms. Just hang 10 on these waveforms, brah.
1: Be cool if we got like 100 tracks and 100 vocalists and then we did like a Mexican waveform. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, I like it. <laughs> I don't know if they'll like it when I put it in the deleted scenes. <laughs> and now our watch has ended.